and she oh, sees the dark I? oracle and is like oh i didn't know you like comics and she's like yeah i guess yeah i guess i do mom's like <laughs> fucking nerd fucking nerd <laughs> it closes the door and that's how it ends <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Laser Comb Podcast, the weekly show where we comb through random episodes of classic TV series with a fine-tooth laser. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. And I'm NeoCal. On this first episode of the Laser Comb Podcast, we are going to be talking about the first episode of the... Uh, mid-2000s Canadian live-action animated hybrid series Dark Oracle as chosen by one of our uh, $25 patrons. Excited to get into that. So what is this show exactly? Let's let's give it a breakdown. So how this show works is basically the only rules here are is a TV show has to have completed its run, has to be narrative-driven, so no reality shows, no game shows, yada yada. Uh, off mic, uh, we we'd had we'd been making jokes to one another <laughs> about doing an episode of The Price Is Right. <laughs> um, that's where the no game show rule came in. <laughs> that's where the no game show rule came in. Yeah, and the the no reality show rule actually came into play because someone uh, legit recommended doing an episode of like The Real World to me, and I'm like, uh, oh right, yeah. no Survivor, no Big yeah. Brother, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not even if you're a Patreon subscriber. No, sorry, none of that. Sorry, folks. (laughs) No, The Bachelor. No, (laughs) but definitely not The Bachelor. No pro wrestling (laughs) either. Um, that's. I mean, it's much as I love pro wrestling. uh, It's like rules are rules. Damn it, rules are rules. God damn it. Yeah, so uh, other than that, nothing is off limits. Can be a live action show, could be an animated show, could be a show from the mid 80s, uh, could be a show, uh, Saturday morning cartoon we grew up watching in the early to mid 90s, uh, could be a sitcom from 2015. Doesn't really matter. And uh, this show in particular is built actually of all, out of all the Lasercomb podcasts, this show is built from the ground up around patreon this is going to be a free show but if you want to pick what we are going to be talking about all you have to do is subscribe to the lasercomb patreon patreon.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b and at the 25 dollars tier you get to pick a show that we will be covering did, so, did somebody pick this one someone did pick this one so big shout out to our 25 dollars patron uh k uh, she uh, recommended this show, and uh, well, I decided to build an entire podcast around it. <laughs> so, so thank you, and um, so thank you, also, yeah. Also, Kay, uh, thank you because I had never even heard of Dark Oracle. No, I had neither. No, and I was like, "What is that? Is that a cartoon?" Uh, kind and of. kind of, kind of, kind of. So what is Dark Oracle? Dark Oracle is a Canadian produced uh, TV show that ran between uh, 
2004 and 2006 lasted for two seasons and it's about uh, uh teenage twins uh Callie and Lance who discover a mystical comic book that essentially acts as a well an oracle it uh the it, it fills in random pages of the it, comic and right. indeed, yeah, it fills in random pages of this comic book. And indeed, what the, the comic book fills out ends up unfolding IRL. Yeah, so, and the, the, the kit, at least from what we've watched, the, to, to a lesser or greater extent. Yeah. Because as we'll discuss in this episode, when you try to act on the information in the book, it can go better or worse for you mm. yeah so it's like the so it's like the book is just like haha no cheating kind of <laughs> there's a really funny funny oh also it's a teen drama yeah yeah and it, i found it, that i've always found those amusing <laughs> it, it yeah it's and it's from the mid-2000s so it has like kind of a like mix between like the tone is kind of a mix between like degrassi and like something you would see on the cw Okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, with but like the with the backdrop of urban fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Very light urban fantasy. No one's throwing spells or fighting were werewolves or anything like that. Uh, at least not yet. Anyway, uh, uh, at the time of recording, I've only watched the the first episode. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, like the 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 gist of this podcast is it's going to be a random episode regardless of whether we've seen the show or not so that's going to be <laughs> that's i i feel like that could lead lead to some uh, interesting shenanigans down the road yeah so what <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to uh pick a show put it through a like randomized number generator based on the number of episodes and then we'll watch whatever uh episode comes up um but because this is the first episode of the podcast and because our uh, gracious $25 patron Kay suggested this show, I thought, well, let's just start with the first episode. Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, do we want to get into talking about it? Absolutely. The show doesn't pull any punches. They're in a comic book shop. <laughs> yep. Already <laughs> liking what I see. Already liking what we see. <laughs> um, Kaylee, um, Callie, sorry um comes in and very quickly very naturally like i i was kind of surprised that the the first this episode was so good by the way mm -hmm. um right away she goes and talks to her brother and she's like holding groceries so even though they're teenagers they're they're helping out with the house right mm -hmm. i like i like responsible teenagers as someone who wasn't one <laughs> uh, uh yeah yeah i i feel that yeah. Although I kind of, I kind of had to become one, uh, uh, at least try to become a responsible teenager very quickly in life because, uh, well, I had, uh, I had the whole moving out onto my own experience thrust upon me. It was until I was sixteen and left home. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> had to start working that uh, I dealt with the same thing. Yeah, so. Very quickly, I learned I had to be somewhat independent, but I learned I learned a lot. Learned how to cook. Learned how to chop firewood. 
I've had to do lots of odd jobs. Well, and these Go kids ahead. seem like they have a pretty, pretty nice home life. So, yeah, uh, from what I could tell, they're just with their mom. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe. Maybe. So, so Lance is reading a comic book and like Callie comes in and like basically starts shit talking comics being like, what could you possibly learn from one of these? And he, yeah, but yeah, like starts picking them up. And what is it? At first, Which I as someone was... who grew up reading comics, that is very much a thing that I heard all the time. Uh, <laughs> like shit, like along those lines. Yeah. For me, it was like video games, comics, and anything like that. It was yeah, like, basically... oh, you know, that'll rot your brain. But in hindsight, it's like you, after dinner, you sit down and you like watch TV for hours. But me playing video games for too many hours is going to rot my brain. Quick <laughs> sidebar so. on, on that note. Uh, I had an ex, but a decade ago, because of some life circumstances, we, we ended up uh, staying with her, her parents for a few months. And um, uh, her parents were, at the time, I played a lot more video games than I do now. And it, we lived in a small town. There wasn't much to do outside of working. So I spent a lot of my time playing video games. And uh, her her parents were very judgmental of the fact that I played video games. And like, oh, you basically like, oh, you're doing nothing with your life. Yada, yada, yada. But then they would come home from work and would eat dinner and just like sit on their recliners and watch like, survivor and ncis for like hours on end in the evening and i'm like at least what i'm doing is an active experience you're just sitting down and engaging in a completely passive experience and like what you're choosing to fill that passive experience with is forgettable yeah questionable (laughs) yeah questionable forgettable isn't that weird isn't that the weirdest thing it's like, well, video games, your mind is working. There are losing factors. Yeah, there problem, are goals. Problem, problem solving. There yeah. are reflexes. Yeah. Right? And often the stories are inc- incredibly, like monumentally big. A lot of people remember video game storylines greater than movies because a movie gives you two hours to tell a story. A video game can be dozens. Yeah, look at, um, look at Mass Effect. Like... Look at motherfucking Mass Effect. Uh, or three games. Well, four, technically. But <laughs> people don't like to talk about that fourth one. Although I think it's better than most people give it credit for. But yeah, they're like 40 hours a piece. And like the story beats are memorable. Until recently, I hadn't played through them in like a decade. And like I actually like remembered all the characters and most of like the main plot points and story beats. Yeah, Because um, that shit last, just stuck with me. The Last of Us. There's, there's a lot of survival zombie theme like TV shows of the last decade, as you yep. as you know, right? And so when Last of Us came out, it's quite old now, but when Last of Us came out, it was not new to the scene of, hey, hey, zombies are back, folks. And yet I, I am still like blown away by the story there. And they if they tried to put that in a movie, I'd be... Uh, it would need to be like a one season, like complete well, show, right? Well, that's what they're doing with The Last of Us. It's a oh, it's gonna I, a, I didn't know. It's going to be a series on HBO, I believe. Ooh, uh, 
that could be good. <laughs> well, and uh, Pedro Pascal, who plays uh, uh, the Mandalorian, and he was the villain in Wonder Woman 1984. He's playing Joel. I know him well. Yeah. Oh, that could be really good. Yeah. Uh, I was never really able to get into the game, but I will definitely check out the show. It's one of those games where I started it three times, and once I got over that like hour and a half slump, because it's, it's slow and there's like a stupid water puzzle where you have to push Ellie around on like a little fucking floating piece of wood. It, oh, I don't even remember that. Yeah, it's but after that, it starts p- picking up relentlessly. Yeah. But um, so yeah, where the heck were we? Uh, so Ka- Callie's like, oh, this is stupid. And Lance is like, <laughs> Lance is like, actually, you could learn a lot from comics about, you could learn a lot about real life comics. And she holds up one called Space Babes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, is that real? I want to read Space Babes. Space Babes from Outer Space. So, yeah, so uh, he like uh, scoffs and walks away basically. And we see standing behind Callie is this weird like, Vulcan looking motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, the dude straight up looks look looks Vulcan. So there's this Vulcan looking dude standing in the back, (laughs) and he's got a fucking frog on his shoulder. Yeah, like a familiar, like he's he's a Hogwarts professor and he has a magical frog on his shoulder. I dig it. A frog (laughs) miller. Frog (laughs) miller. So his frog milia swaps its tongue at space babes from outer space. And the, the comic morphs into an issue of this uh, uh, book, Dark Oracle. The artwork changes, everything. And she looks back and is like shocked that she's holding something different. And she just kind of scoffs and shakes her head and puts it back down on the rack. Yeah, so uh, uh, so Lance like pays for the groceries and like everything, and the the girl at the checkout counter, I, I think according to uh, IMDb, her name is Sage. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she seems like she's smitten with Lance, and then as is he with her. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't know that I got that impression, but oh, definitely he stares yeah. at her. Oh, okay. Like way too long. <laughs> like he stares at her and he goes, thanks. And and Callie thinks he's talking to her. And she's like, no problem. You can ask me later. And she has to like drag him out as he's like staring at the, oh. <laughs> the cat, the, the comic book girl. All right. So they leave and uh uh the Vulcan dude with his frog miller, like he he says to his frog miller, like Oh, I can't remember what he says, but he says something like, "Man, I told you not to do that. Stop. Man, like, I told you stop to to stop doing that shit." He's like, "What have you done, Mimo? What have you done? <laughs> you know not up- upon which you have meddled in the lives of mortals." <laughs> I was expecting him to say something like that. Well, he basically did. It, that that's canon now. That is laser comb canon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so uh, we, we get a pretty uh, pretty cool little uh, pretty intro high. sequence. Yeah, it's not bad. It kind of feels of its time, but definitely. Um, 
And uh, after that, we're uh, presumably back at uh, Lance and Callie's house and they have like a little back and forth and Callie finds the, the issue of Dark Oracle in her bag and she accuses Lance of like planting it on her and she's all mad about it being like, oh, they're going to think that I stole it. So they go back to the comic book shop because she wants to return it. And so it's snowing, or I think it's, yeah, it's, it, not, yeah, it's, it's snowing. snowing. And um, all these vampire looking motherfuckers come out of the, the comic book shop. Like they're all wearing black. They all look, <laughs> right? Like they were LARPing. <laughs> so uh, uh, me and Cal, me and you have both worked retail before. So we've like, we've like locked up shop before. <laughs> so when I was watching this, I was like, I was like, man, like what, what, what group of coworkers right there? Right. Maybe they like, stay late. Maybe they stay late to uh, to play Vampire the Masquerade. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while listening to the Cure. And while listening to the Cure, and they're very well aware that, you know, their uh, their scene is dated, but they don't care. Yeah. And indeed, one of these vampiric looking like mofos that is alongside um uh the the Vulcan looking guy, she has a white rat on her shoulder. Like they're the, okay. the council of mages or or something. <laughs> Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice the 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 rat. The, the lady on his left has a white rat on her shoulder. Interesting. Yeah. So these are definitely familiars then. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, what what hundo. <laughs> and she's trying to what is Callie saying? She's like, "Oh, um this was in my bag, but I didn't steal it." Uh be, be, well, if if I had stolen it, then why would I be bringing it back to you? Like sputtering her words and I'm like, "Whoever wrote this understands teenagers." Cuz that <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> that was a mess and I think it was well delivered. Kudos to the um that actress. The, the art of over explanation. That is when, that is when very you're much a teenager thing. <laughs> and he's just like, this isn't from my store. Leave me alone. And I'm like, no wonder he hires someone else for the front desk. This guy's people skills suck. <laughs> I bet he uh I bet he does great with frogs though. I yeah. Apparently. So we cut back to uh to Callie and Lance's place. Callie's in her room and she like gets up and sees the issue of Dark Oracle and like flips it open and like starts flipping through the pages. And she sees a shot of a girl who looks like her in a high school up at her locker and her locker has a note on it. It's weird. I thought the girl in the comic looked more like the comic book yeah worker. yeah i yeah i thought that too because she's got like a braid in her hair and it's kind of like a little it's black and wild looking instead of brown and ironically yeah, it's, later, it's not when, dreads but it's like it's on it like it, it looks like it's on the way there yeah, yeah yeah it's on the way and um later the the comic book girls represented in this comic you said her her name sage um yeah. but she looks like kind more like callie in real life her representation of the comic is just kind of like a normal looking girl with like brown hair. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, just something I, I noticed. 
maybe the artist got confused. He he got their like headshots mixed up. And it got I, I so almost far, wondered that. And it got so far into production that they were just like, you know what? Okay. Fuck it. No one's gonna notice. You've already done the the comic this far, so people aren't gonna be podcasting about this like 17 years from now. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the she reads it and the girl in it, uh, like you said, finds a love letter and yeah. tucked into her locker, and a friend snatches it from her, is like, oh, love letter, cool. And she keeps flipping through the the pages of the Dark Oracle, and uh, eventually the pages start going blank after this scene. Mm-hmm. Bum bum bum. And before they went blank, and she kind of seemed annoyed, she was like smiling wildly. So for somebody who was just shit talking comics, the first two pages gra- grabbed her <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, she's like. She's like, oh, I wish someone would do that to me. Oh, yeah, kind of. Leave me a note. I mean, who doesn't want to get a random love note, right? Right. Especially when it's from a creepy incel. Yeah, especially. <laughs> Which this one definitely is not from, right? Definitely not. Definitely not. Speaking definitely of creepy... a hunk. <laughs> Speaking of creepy incels. Uh, well, not really, but we, we cut to the high school. Uh, How dare yeah. you? Callie's at high school and uh this like really awkward dude is like uh walking with her through the hallway and is like trying to to chat her up he's like he's one of uh her brother's friends her brother's only friend (laughs) oh her brother's only friend right I actually love this guy (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah he's actually not a creepy incel I was just using that as a segue yeah (laughs) um What's his name? He's an Dizzy. awkward as fuck. Izzy? Dizzy. Yeah, that's his name. Izzy or Dizzy? Dizzy. Dizzy. I had a ferret named Dizzy once. Huh. Yeah, may she rest in peace. But she was Rip dead. in peace. Yeah. So what's going on here? It, it flash forwards to lunch and Lance and Dizzy are like hanging out, eating, like sitting down on the floor in the hallway. And Dizzy like comes up with this idea he's like hey man if you act like a loser we're gonna be losers so we gotta start acting cool and hanging out in the hallway eating our lunch is not cool and you know what his logic here is kind of sound it's it's the the fake it or uh fake it till you make it mentality uh, yeah and it's basically about like project out into the world like confidence and eventually people will start seeing you as confident. Well, be be what you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. I remember high school like yesterday. Man, you think you think like the the politics and the drama and how it's emotional toll on you is like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. And it is when you're a teenager, because that's your fucking life. It is, life. yeah. Everything is fucking earth shattering when you're a teenager. Like it's the first time you're dealing with it, you're going through hormones, um, your uh, emotional development is like starting to become like an adult. It's it sucks, man. <laughs> it fucking sucks. Public school sucks. And Lance, though, he seems like kind of just like chill. Like he, he kind of doesn't just give a shit. He's just there. Yeah. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right, so so what's happening here? Yeah, so they they have their powwow, 
and um what oh, happens here oh, uh talk lance kind of like stands up and he sees comic book girl walking outside and uh, a ford <laughs> f-350 um comes whipping around the corner and seemingly is about to hit her and he yells look out but he's inside the school so obviously she can't hear <laughs> hear him and uh she turns around the truck honks at her and like papers dramatically fly <laughs> everywhere and of course land in puddles because it's like Landed, all snowy and wet it's all and... snowy and shitty it's welcome to canada yeah and yep. <laughs> i'm sure this show was probably shot in ontario and yeah and uh worst case ontario we go and shoot in vancouver <laughs> <laughs> and um worst case ontario after our show gets canceled we just go back to selling dope yeah it's a little um uh, trailer park boys humor for you yeah yeah and uh kids pass lance in the hallway because he just shouted out the window closed window and they're like nice one loser and lance seems like he's going to go outside and help her which would have been a smart move but then the the bell rings and he's like Nah. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, c- come on, dude. <laughs> gotta, gotta get to class, you know? Yeah. Yes, Stay gotta get to class. Bed. You gotta get to class in exactly four minutes. Yeah. Um, so we, we cut back to, to Callie and she's with a friend of hers. And guess what? She finds a love letter uh pinned to her locker. She do. Just like in the Dark Oracle. And it's like, I have been thinking about you. I'd like to meet with you. Yeah. And uh, she she remembers the, the comic and she gets a little freaked out. Chucks yeah, it up and, to Deja Vu. Yeah, and the um, and she doesn't know who the note is from because like the name and phone number and whatnot, like, like part of the note's torn off and presumably that's where the, uh, uh, the identity of this uh, mysterious uh admirer yeah, she admirer, says oh i don't know the name is. got ripped off and i'm like that was in your in your locker you ripped it out of there open your locker lady <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah and they're at they're at like uh gym practice now and they're they're watching like the boys like slow-mo play, bas- play basketball. slow-mo play basketball and they're like all swooning yeah so there's one guy in particular that Callie's like swooning over and I'm like is that guy attractive? <laughs> I, maybe it's just her but um, her friend is like oh him you wish and I'm like I that guy just he kind of looks like an ordinary looking dude he, he's just a dude he's not even like muscular or tall yeah. he's just a dude but I, I guess like being on the basketball team was well there were a lot of popular kids right so maybe it's because when you're in high school like popularity matters for some fucking reason yeah and maybe he's just confident and popular it has nothing to do with how tall or good looking or big he is i get kind of uh kimberly the pink ranger vibes from the actress who plays Callie. yeah i i you know what yeah now that you say it i can't yeah, can't not draw that. Yeah, what is his every, name? I what was his name? Jack Elliot. 
Yeah. Jack Elliot. Yeah, her friend's like, you wish. And Jack Elliot comes over and he's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. I heard you were the head of this like campaign thing last year. I'm doing it this year. Can you give me help? And she's all like, (laughs) okay. She... She's like super awkward, but also like really like excited. Super like can't hide her huge smile. Kudos to the actress too. Like I said, yeah, I looked her up. Uh, she's still acting. Yep. Like, yeah. My uh, my partner the recognized cat. her from something. Yeah, yeah. She, I think she's in a show right now. Um, what was it? Or she, was she shot into grass. Yeah, she was in Degrassi, and I think she's in a show now, or she has a movie coming up or something. Okay, okay, good for them. Uh, so uh, what most, happens? Most, she of gets cast a... of, most of the cast of this show is actually still doing stuff, which is cool. Good for them. So uh, what, what happens here? Um, she gets excited, and she's like, oh, shit, I'm in. Gets excited for her uh, friend, and it cuts to after school. And um, Kelly decides to, like read through that comic book that she had thrown in the trash bin Mm -hmm. she opens up dark oracle again and this time um she skips ahead a few blank pages and then more of it is filled in interesting Mm. that it doesn't fill in like it doesn't pick up where it leaves off yeah leaves some I guess all the bullshit that happens in her life between like these meaningful situations, like just doesn't matter. So the comics, like whatever. Just like comics, just like the TV <laughs> show. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I, but, but when, that's kind of the equivalent though of like watching a TV show and then like the picture just going blank for five minutes while they're like, oh, I see what you mean store. because there's blank pages. It's like, why would it do that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So it's, like, huh, it's black screen. Cool. It becomes clear that the um, the depictions of characters in the comic represent real people, even if they look nothing like them. Yeah. Right. And so she kind of like notices, oh, wait a second. This guy, something's going to break in the cafeteria and fall on him. And I think that that guy is representing jack and again a whole bunch of blank pages and then she cuts to like some weird like android 16 looking motherfucker with like a red mohawk and like a bunch of punks and they're surrounding this guy with like fingerless gloves and like shaggy black hair like they're gonna beat him up in an alleyway you know the upside to uh to the the characters in the dark oracle not really resembling the the actors who play them you could hire someone to do all the art for the show before you cast a character yeah. an actor as a particular character and then just be like oh it's uh it's just supposed to they're just representations yeah it's just a representation of them it doesn't matter no yeah i i dig it yeah it is just funny though that like she looks like in in the comic Callie looks like the comic book girl and the comic book girl looks like Callie yeah so uh Lance is uh hanging out in his uh his study his 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 man cave which I 
think looks pretty cool. He's got some models. He's got some action figurines behind him. Yep. Um, and so she brings the the Dark Oracle in and like basically gives him the rundown of what's been going on and he doesn't believe it at all. You crazy girl. Because why would he, to be honest? <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's, it's filling in on its own. And so Lance looks through it and he's like, it's a misprint. I go, this, this happens sometimes. Which, what are you going to do? Fair. Misprints on like like that don't really happen, though. Oh, where there's like blank pages, then filled in pages. And, yeah. Yeah. Not like once in a while, you'll end up with like a missing page or like a duplicate page, but it's always just like an isolated incident. It's not like a, this like lengthy, like recurring thing all through throughout a book. There's just blank pages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't yeah, believe yeah, her and so. she goes, fine, don't believe me. I thought you were my brother. It looks like what game is he playing? One sec. I'm doing some journalism here. Uh-oh. He's on his Legitimate computer journalism. playing Enhance. Where whereabouts in the episode is it? I'm at 1024 on the on the YouTube episode. And it's oh, it looks like Diablo. <sighs> I was going to say, it kind of looks like Diablo, but I don't see the mana or health pool. Maybe it... Oh, oh. Maybe Warcraft? it's... Uh, Starcraft? Uh, no, it's not Warcraft. It's isometric. Maybe it's uh, Baldur's Gate. Oh. Or like Planescape Torment. I, it, it's one of like those kind of games. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. It is definitely isometric. Yeah, those, uh, those like... 2D isometric RP- PC RPGs from that's like why I almost thought it was like Starcraft or Warcraft. Yeah, but they don't see like a build. Who knows? If anybody, <laughs> I'm I'm curious. You know what? Their relationship seems fairly healthy, though. So good for these two. Yeah. So yeah, he he doesn't believe her. Like I said, because why would he? And because uh, if someone came up to you and like tried pitching the story to you you would most rational people would be like really <laughs> yeah and indeed he should have looked through it because as she tosses it onto her bed <clears throat> um the pages flip open to the point where he was looking through the window shouting at that girl to look out as like a vehicle almost hits her yeah i feel like if he had seen that part he'd be a little bit more on board yeah Hey, look out. <laughs> oh, God, we get another. Uh, I get the feeling based on, again, kudos to the actors. Um, Lance hanging out with Dizzy is, he's been friends with him since he was super young. But he kind of just lets Dizzy talk. <laughs> and do, do you know what I mean? Because yeah, like he yeah. looks so uh, like bored and uninterested and uncaring. Yeah. Like as Dizzy's going on and on about being cool and sitting with different people and blah, blah, blah. Lance's face is just kind of like, okay. It's like, oh, we should go sit with like Callie. And he's like, no. He's like, oh, maybe Callie can come sit with us. N- no. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, he's... <laughs> well, do, do you think she likes me? And he's like, Come again? <laughs> like he's uh, hosting a reboot podcast or something. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Why not? He'd be perfect for it. And so what happens in the cafeteria? Comic book girl is like picked on by some like bullies being like, hey, you're sitting by. So at first I'm on their side because they're like, hey, hey. But then they touch her and like pull her ear, her headphones off. And I'm like, don't touch people. Oh, no, like this was douchey, like right from the get go. Like Sage was just like sitting there chilling out. What they could have, what they bring up is valid because they're like, hey, you're taking this table all to yourself. So go like, sit at another fucking table. That's like, that's the thing. Is there literally nowhere they can sit? But then very quickly, instead of being like, hey, can we sit here too? Well, they're, like, they're also get the fuck also, out of here. Yeah, they're yeah, they're not nice about it. That's that's and, the big problem. And like, then assholes about as it. as her as she's on her way out, they're like, loser, fucking geek. And it's like stuff like that. I'm like, okay, now you're just being assholes about it. The polite thing to do would be like, hey, can we sit? Like, there's a group of us. Can we sit here? You don't have to move. Like, you can keep sitting there if you want. And most people in that situation, like, will probably probably, will probably move. But yeah, yeah. they basically kick her out. Yeah, yeah. They're assholes. Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck these guys. Uh, Callie has like a premonition that like a, a light fixture is going to fall on this like on this girl. Well, there, and... there's there's a funny part because when he when Lamp sees um, them kick out and be like loser, huh, fucking dits, right? Um, yeah. Lance is sitting there and he goes and he like stands up and Dizzy's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he smack, smacks him over the head. He's like, sit back down. He's like, they'll kick your ass and they'll kick mine too. And he actually listens. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wasn't there something earlier when he was like flipping through the, when he was like scanning through the book about him like standing up to bullies or something? He was in a hallway and like they were like cornering him. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so so Callie like pushes this girl out of the way and then like the, the light fixture oh, doesn't God. fall. And she ends up. This like, is so spilling. embarrassing. She ends up like spilling like spaghetti all over her, and <laughs> the girl is basically like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And she's like, "Oh, sorry, I thought this was gonna happen." This is so and, awkward. And then her uh, her dream her dream boat comes in. What was his name? Jack Elliot. Yeah, Jack Elliot. She was tr- she pushed him out of the chair where he was eating, and that's when his his uh, his girlfriend. Um, right. Like spills well, I, the spaghetti I, I was, all over. I, I I was getting to that. So uh, we we find yeah we find out in this scene after this like big like embarrassing like shit happens that uh, this girl is uh, Jack Elliot's girlfriend and so we find out that uh, her dream that uh, Callie's dreamboat has a girlfriend. Womp womp. And like not only did he... she embarrass herself in front of him, but just insult to injury. And like she pushes him from the seat and she's like, oh, uh, and she's got spaghetti sauce all over. Sorry, I thought the light fixture was was gonna was gonna fall. I mean it didn't. <laughs> that that's good. Um and there's just this awkward silence as both Jack and his girlfriend are like. Yeah. Like he yeah. doesn't even know how to react, and I'm like. Oh man, I feel that. I feel that in my bones. What is yeah. it called? Secondhand embarrassment. 
Yeah. Oh man, uh, you can see know. like the 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 will to live draining from Callie's eyes. <laughs> oh uh, man. So so we we this cut is to even a more awkward yeah. scene. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> Speaking of awkward scenes, so we cut to the uh, uh, back in front of the lockers, like uh, Callie is like trying to get changed because uh, she's got like she's putting spaghetti. on a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, she's got spaghetti sauce all over her, and, and Dizzy comes up and decides to like try like asking her out, being like, "Hey, He's so like, unsmooth." We 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 could like, hey, could, could we maybe want to go do this? And she's like, "No." And he's like, "Oh, well, okay. Well, how about we go do this?" No. Well, we 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 could go do we could go to a movie on Tuesday. And finally, Callie, in like her just utter embarrassment and shame, uh, kind of just takes it out on him she yeah she she flips out causes a big scene is like yelling at him being like she's like we're, we're just best we're just friends yeah never gonna more. be anything leave else. me alone leave me alone everyone is looking and any social status that he had just fucking hit the floor <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's gonna he's gonna tr- have to try even harder to to fake it until he makes it and that's what being like a teenager they were both wrong, I think. Because she was like, hey, Dizzy, not now. And he's like, oh, my, my mom um, says that, like, the sooner you treat stains, the easier it is to get them out. You can use salt or, or club soda. <laughs> uh, uh, so you should take off your shirt. Oh, th- that's not what I mean. Uh, unless you want to. Uh, uh, and he's just... And she's like, Dizzy, not now. Leave me alone. Dizzy, yeah. no, I don't want to talk about... So she keeps telling him no. And he has no social awareness. Like, yeah. get a hint and fuck off. So he didn't deserve it, but like, he uh, also should have taken a hint. That t- get uh, a fucking that, hint. Yeah, the, like now is not a good time, bud. And also, like, I feel like he kind of just should should have just known that like that's not the time to ask someone out. That's why I was like, he's completely socially unaware. Yeah. Ah. Uh. I feel for this is the most teenage show that I've I've ever seen when you can cringe in back-to-back scenes. Yeah. I, I feel that man. I've spilt stuff all over my crotch in a cafeteria before Yeah, and had to walk past people being like, Oh, Cal pissed his pants. Yeah. I think we've all done that at some point. I did that too. Right. Yeah. And it's like, obviously I didn't, pee upwards and down across my leg yeah that's that that's not how gravity or anatomy works guys. No, and also how what like i pissed coca-cola like i just, just stop because yeah. everyone's everyone's been there at some point yeah yeah so um, so where are we at she's reading the comic again yeah she's and, reading the uh, comic and it uh it, it is filled in uh basically what we what just happened? saw yeah. What What's happened? the characters' names in the comics? Blaze and Blaze, Blaze and Violet. Is, and Violet, yeah. So Blaze yeah. is Lance and Violet is Callie. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh Blaze is like, how could you? And it immediately indeed, it immediately cuts to them in real life having that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, and she tries to to basically say that, you know, I uh like I'm sorry. Like I would never intentionally be mean to him, but yada yada. And it sounds like he's a family friend. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, well, and like you said, like you you got the you get the impression that uh, that Lance and Dizzy have been friends since like probably like kindergarten. Yeah, <laughs> he's just there. Yeah, he's just there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, shows uh, has they've been friends long enough that he can just show up and like uh, like just eat take from the fridge. Like, yeah, just take from the fridge, and like <laughs> yeah. their parents don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's he's the Kramer of the the teenage years. Yeah. Uh, so what happens? She kind of like gets upset, apologizes, but she's still frustrated and embarrassed, and she tosses the comic at him at Lance. Yeah, and he uh, presumably he's gonna look through it. Yeah. Um, I like the what? pacing of the show. It kind of like cuts to them after school, cuts to them during school, lunch after school and kind of goes over the course of like the week right because they're again they're back at school already yeah good good pacing i think yeah she she finds another callie finds another note uh taped to her locker uh this time saying that uh her secret admirer wants to meet her at uh the united way committee meeting at 4 45 yeah i i feel like like spoilers for dark oracle why are you watching this if you haven't <laughs> watched the show but like that's deceptive because obviously it's not jack right yeah um but to write oh meet me in the room where we're having the what was that committee the united way committee meeting in the united way lab. committing meeting in the science lab i wonder if this is like product placement for united way it must be they paid a mighty 50 dollars for sponsorship <laughs> please they played they, they paid a full hundo Come oh for now. a full hundo at least <laughs> maybe even two hundo they even say united way a couple of times in this episode they, they do throughout the episode yeah yeah <laughs> so callie and her friend um i never picked her name up uh I, but yeah, i don't know um <clears throat> they're like oh maybe things are going up so she's still like holding on to this and obviously the note would make her think that this like idea that it's Jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut to Lance who's like staring at comic book girl and the, the, the bullies, um, AKA the skinny tall kids that just hit a growth spurt before the other kids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> These guys look like fucking losers. Uh, but um, they stop and like harass and like get right up in her face, which bothers me more than what they actually do. And they like bark at her. And I'm like, fuck you guys. I will I say t- that the like leader of the, the group of bullies, like the guy in the middle, like dudes props to the actor, I guess. Like he straight up looks like a sociopath. Yes. I was like the, the, the tallest one. Yeah, yeah. He he looks like somebody that the only the only reason he hasn't stabbed somebody is because he hasn't had the opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. somebody that's gonna be expelled from eventually. Might not like, be today, might not be tomorrow, but he he's going to the alt school soon. <laughs> yeah, that 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 kid <laughs> is someone as an actor who will undoubtedly will have been typecast as playing bad guys in things yeah yeah definitely he's got that fucking thousand yard like 
like soulless stare <laughs> to him. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't pull out a fucking knife. <laughs> but instead he has a stress but ball. But this is this is YTV, remember? This, yeah. So instead of whipping out a switchblade, which is actually what I thought he had in his hand, he's got a stress ball. And he like just stares at Lance and he's like, got something to say, bitch. And I'm like, is the stress ball a YTV version of like a switchblade? <laughs> It's like a uh, rainbow stress ball. Oh, it's a hacky uh, sack. For anyone listening to it's this, a hacky who, sack. <laughs> for anyone listening, that's fuck. That's two thousands right there. Hacky yeah. sack. Uh, for for anyone listening to this who isn't from Canada, YTV is a like uh, national TV channel uh, with programming aimed aimed specifically at children and teenagers. Yeah. It's been around Reboot, since like been around since like the seventies or eighties, yeah. In the ninety early nineties, it had um <clears throat> like uh, uh like hosts that did like little segments introducing certain shows. In but PJ Phil, PJ Phil, my man, and they had like puppets. It, if you have no idea what we're talking about, uh, I must seem like we're insane. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, yeah, you know PJ Phil. I think he's a musician, but I think he's in a metal. He's been in a metal band for like the past like decade or so. He looks like he would be. Yeah, I was a fan of PJ Phil, PJ Katie. They yeah, they were P- cool. PJ Phil actually does like the con from last time I looked into this anyway, which was probably like in the early 2010s. But he was doing the con circuit, like, which is pretty rad. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Um, yeah, yeah he, sir. He, he was the host of the YTV The Zone. It was originally the, the Zone, after, right? Yeah. yeah, it was originally the After School Zone, but it just got short uh, shortened to the Zone. So, like weekdays between like three and six, uh, in between each show, like shows like you know, like Reboot and like Eek the Cat and like shit like that. Yeah. Um. Uh, um. There was there a gross be... like little monster with him. Zit or the TV he had, he, made of I gum. Was, I, I was going to bring that up. Um, so there would be like these little, uh, like couple minute long, like interludes between each show where PJ Phil and his sidekick, which was a TV called, uh, snit, I think. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. And they would, they would read like letters from, from viewers and talk about like, talk about like the, the shows, like giving you like little, like. Well, like little factoids about the shows and like sometimes they would talk about like if it was something like reboot they would be like oh we have a giveaway for like a bob action figure and they like, he'd actually have like the action figure out yeah and he'd be like oh like sit he see he fits in the car and yeah send in a letter with a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> yeah <laughs> EO box blah blah what a time to be alive yeah yeah <laughs> So where uh, are we at the, here? We got some intimidation with the hacky sack. Yeah, and the bullies yeah, so, are like. So Callie is in the, the United Way Science Lab, uh, well, except I, there's no you, there's before, no United Way meeting going on. Yeah, there's no United Way meeting going on. Uh, back back in the bully thing though, um, he backs down from the bullies, Lance, which I think is important because mm-hmm. it, it means that he's not the cool guy sticking up for this girl he likes yet. There's lots of room for him to go. And um, the bullies are like... You can tell that he has the drive. 
he has the drive, but like when you're actually face to face with a skinny dude that's half a foot taller than you, I guess you back down. And he's like, got anything to say? And Lance is like, no. And luckily, and I feel this one a lot, a teacher shows up and he's like, hey, quit fucking around, go to class. And, and so he disperses them. And I, I, I like that. The first time we've even seen like an adult on the show, other than the creepy vampire, the masquerade LARPers. Yeah. <laughs> So sorry, yeah, we're in the, it's like oddly dark. They're in the science lab. And yeah. uh, who shows up? <laughs> sir, Mr. Sociopath. Are you, sir, are you here for the United Way meeting? <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> what she says. She, she does. She's like, oh, uh, creepy tall bully guy. You're here for the United Way meeting? And he's like, no, I had to talk to you alone. I just want you to know that I've been watching you. And this ominous music plays and it zooms in on Callie's face as she like uncomfortably puts her arms like around her like chest. Oh boy. Did the nut writers knock this out of the park? Uh, that is some big, big incel energy <laughs> yeah. coming from this guy. And I don't throw that term around like lightly, but this guy is dangerous and deluded. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah so this he, is scary he, this is actually it scary. is yeah and he's like he's going on about how about how he's been watching her and about how she's not like the other girls and that he just really needed to talk to her so he he lied in the note but only because she did call him and she's like oh the name was like knocked off blah 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 and that's why i couldn't call you and he's like yeah then how can you whenever i say hi in the hallway you ignore me you think you're better than me and she's like, whoa. And she starts like backing up and <laughs> scrambling for things to say. Well, no. Yeah, that this kid is very unstable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he turns this rejection into, and this is very common on the internet. If you are a woman on the internet, you have dealt with this via text. And so he immediately turns the what. I was just trying to be nice and you're being a fucking bitch and starts like aggressively like cornering her in the room and yelling at her. And I'm like, holy shit, man. It's like, the, like, it's like the logic of like dudes on dating apps who are like, show me your tits. Yeah. Show and me. You're like, no. And he's like, fuck you slut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly where I was going with that. It's like, this is the like, logic well, you, is you very contrary. After I didn't show you my boobs, <laughs> yeah. that's not how this works, bitch, prude, stuck up, cunt. I was yeah. just trying to be nice. Well, you failed. <laughs> um, the what's what's the uh, the hashtag nice guys? Nice guys finish last. I uh, really like the subreddits nice guys, which are these nice guy conversation screenshots. Where they yeah. quickly, it's it's like this situation in Dark Oracle, where they come across just trying to be nice and they're pushy and they're pushy until they don't get the answers they want to hear and they start being aggressive and they start swearing and they start being insulting and yeah, as a way to defend their ego, I guess. That's well, what a nice guy is. Well, what it really comes down to is like they immediately, like they're not being nice because like for the sake of being nice, they're being nice quote-unquote nice because they have an ulterior motive 
Yeah. And when they don't get what they want, like that facade of niceness uh, just falls away. Yeah. Very and that's what a nice guy that's is. That's exactly uh, if, what a fucking nice guy is. If you want to see nice some major cringe, uh, Christopher summed it up nicely. Uh, go to the subreddit, nice guys or nice girls. There's some insane, insane Facebook convos on there. There is a very, um, I'm going to bring up my phone here just to find it because I want to give this uh, page a shout, this Instagram page a shout out. Oh, there's, a, you follow an Instagram page that? Uh, yeah, uh, it's an Instagram page called beam and there's underscores between these words, but it's beam me up soft boy, B-O-I. <laughs> And <laughs> beam me up soft boy. beam me up soft boy uh they have like six over six hundred thousand followers on instagram but it's um it's screenshots of actual conversations uh uh on uh social media and dating apps and it's a mix between it's a mix of guys doing that but guys also like trying really hard to be like hip like hip and saying like just really like cringeworthy things trying to seem cool it's a hilarious page. Go check it out on Instagram. Beam me up, soft boy. Question. How much energy do you think I'd invest in this relationship? Answer. About half that which I use to mine Ethereum, which is significant. I don't mean to brag about how big my wiener is, but I personally have a PC that mines Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's all I need to see. I, I'm I'm following. <laughs> I've been following it for a while. It's uh, <laughs> it, it's always good for a laugh. Um, so we uh, yeah. Sorry, what happens here? I, so I just wanted the, to point point out that little part. As the the situation ramps up, uh, we switch to comic book land. Oh yeah, and it's animated. Yeah. Dun dun dun. We are now in the Dark Oracle. Right? And indeed, the characters, Callie and Lance, seem to feel this shift. Like it, the, the, the screen goes blue, and they, they feel like something's off. Yeah, and the, like, the frame rates turn down. And... Yeah. Like, indeed, Lance and even um, Callie, they kind of like look around and look at themselves. Weird. It's so interesting. Yeah, it, it's interesting that the world shifted for both of them at the same time. Yeah. So I, I kind of wonder what lots the of questions. Yeah. I, I have lots of questions about that too. And I'm I'm guessing it has something to do with the fact that they're twins. Yeah, there's something going on here. Yeah, there's some kind of link between them and uh the dark oracle. And uh, indeed, uh, for the first time in the first episode, uh, Lance, I don't know why, but he, he sits down because he's got this weird feeling and he looks through the comic on uh, Callie's bed. Yeah, because he goes in her room and um, sees that she's at school and Android 16 <laughs> is like, gonna do something bad. <laughs> and uh, he races off, presumably, to go help. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep, um, Angry Boy um, grabs her, grabs Callie. 
Yeah, the the incelerator is uh... the incelerator. The incelerator. <laughs> the incelerator is uh, fully charged, and she runs, and we get this like heavy rock music. Yeah, so this music is a chase scene in the school. So, like top to bottom, the music. I I forgot to mention this earlier because there was a track in the score that I liked. I think it was playing when the 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 vampire Spock and his three amigos come out of the the comic book shop. There was this cool like electronic music that was playing in the background and indeed and in this uh sequence here there's straight up like uh rammstein slash fear factory like sounding sounding like early like late 90s early 2000s <laughs> industrial metal like very crunchy sounding guitar rift yeah it it it's rad i dig it as someone uh, who listened to bands like that at, at this <laughs> time i'm like sweet yeah so right. kelly's running and that you kind of hear her breathing like and it's like and like this creepy like sociopath i even think there's like a low in like the soundtrack of like like a dude just like exhaling and um there's a trope here and i really like this if you've ever seen scream if you've any if you've seen any horror movie that sets place in a school for some reason there's a chasing that happens in a hallway and a girl will slam on the doors and it's inexplicably locked maybe maybe you've seen this here or there in different movies. yeah 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 and and indeed that's what that's what happens here the doors are locked and well, um boy oh well, boy maybe I mean, maybe the school is closed most of the school is closed by this point because uh, the United Way meeting was supposed to be at 4.45. But they're never locked from the outside. Oh, oh yeah. Or so from, yeah. Yeah, they're always locked on the inside. So you can get out, but you can't get Good back point. In. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it addresses this later. But at 19.02, um, the accelerator like slows down his stride. And boy, does he have his raped face on. Yeah, like he. This is actually kind of scary. We know it's everything's gonna be okay, but holy shit! <laughs> Kudos to this actor here because this is scary. <laughs> that so, uh, stupid fucking grin he has on his face. Uh, so Lance shows up in the nick of time and confronts the accelerator, and <laughs> when he does, uh, uh, the the cinematography goes back to to normal. The blue filter is gone. And the the accelerator seems really confused about what's happening. Yeah, everything like shifts out, and all three of them seem to be aware of it. Yeah, yeah, because the accelerator like squints, and he's like, "What? What? Whoa, dude, back off! What's what's going on?" And his voice like is changed. It's like yeah. more meek and and scared and confused. Yeah, it's and kind of interesting. Like, it it it's like he was kind of just playing a role. Yeah, way. like the Dark Oracle was making him fit the, play the narrative. Yeah. yeah, fit the narrative that yeah. it, that it had come up with. That's that's freaky because he's like, I'm I'm going, and he goes, yeah. and indeed the the door that was like locked earlier, he just pushes, yeah, and it just opens, and he walks out. Yeah. So not only does it 
will force people to fit the narrative doesn't seem to for well to some extent Lance and Callie as well but it seems to have locked the door for the narrative too Mm -hmm. and even Lance is like well that's weird I why did I say it like that like what the heck it was like I was an action hero or something so they're all a little confused yeah and um so Lance and Callie are walking in the hallway after this and they're, they exchange some dialogue, like talking about the comic yeah. and yada, yada, but they come across the, the cafeteria and notice that it's been closed until further notice. There's a sign that says it's been closed until further notice because of electrical problems. And they look in and the light fixture that, that Callie thought earlier was going to fall. Uh, it looks like it has at this point. Yeah, it fell, it hit a table, um, this glass and stuff everywhere, this caution tape put around. Yeah. And I, I think this is a funny, this is a movie mo- moment <laughs> because I feel like it would have taken longer to put that caution tape all around the tables and chairs than it would have for the janitor just to clean up the light fixture and the glass. <laughs> but w- whatever, what are you going to do? <laughs> I like that but, the name of the store that the... Um, uh, uh, gamers yeah yeah the store that uh 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 spock and his three amigos uh seem to play vampire the masquerade and it's called gamers cave gamers with a z gamers <laughs> yeah that's very also, at the beginning of the show weren't they buying fucking groceries at this place what is so, this store no so <laughs> i i didn't correct you at the time but you were like oh they pay for their groceries and leave Callie with the two bags of groceries knew Lance was oh, in the comic book okay. store and came okay, in okay, holding okay. both and she's like, hey, help me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That makes more sense. Because I'm like, what's what is this store? A store, store ran ever. by wizards. <laughs> a Maybe. store built by wizards. <laughs> Are you a wizard? Uh, is such a thing even possible? Uh, and it's interesting because um there's snow on the outside but there's like vines covering it it kind of looks like you would go in here for like witch ingredients yeah right like you'd go in there for like wolf spain (laughs) (laughs) and like crow's feet so spock closes up shop and uh we see his frog millier uh sitting on the table and he picks him up and like puts him back into his like little cage. And he's like, I've just had just about enough of you, blah, blah. I gave you some freedom and look what happens. I've got to put you away now. You're up yeah. to your old tricks again, Mimo. I keep forgetting. Is that's the name of the frog? Mimo? Mimo or Nemo? Yeah. yeah. Mimo. Let's say Mimo. Oh, it says Nemo on the. Uh, okay, the Nemo. Auto generated closed captions provided by YouTube.com. Yeah, Nemo. And um, he puts him in a little cage that's not like a frog habitat. This is why I think he's like a, a shrunken down wizard. The little like cage thing he puts him in, it has like a little fireplace mantle and like a little, <coughs> excuse me, a little mahogany desk. Watch like the show art for this podcast. Very much like. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's like a little table or a little piano. I couldn't quite catch it. So 
there's more to this frog than meets the eye. Oh, I heard him say Nemo now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and, they, uh, they, they, it closes with the mom coming home, finally. Yeah, there's, um, there is what is in television writing known as uh, the tale, which is yeah. in, uh, like, ha- it's very common in half-hour uh, live-action programming. It's basically the scene, like, just before the end credits where, like, usually like characters will be talk sitting around in a very like peaceful situation talking about like mundane things being like well everything's gonna be it's a good thing everything worked out in the end right yeah essentially you see it in like every sitcom her mom's a nurse who's like never home because she works like 16 fucking hour shifts and yeah she's like a nurse or something yeah and she's like you look tired sweetie so tired uh yeah that's that's the end of the episode that was uh so that was uh the the first episode of Dark Oracle. I gotta say, I dig it. I, I fucking dig it. I'm gonna watch episode two. Yeah, I think I'm gonna keep watching this show. Uh not yeah. gonna lie. So once again, thanks to our uh $25 patron uh Kay for recommending <laughs> this show. Uh I I dig it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I went in with no expectations, not bad expectations, just just none. And I was Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Uh, we we don't have a rating system for this show set up yet. Um, I'll come up with one. Okay. In time okay. for the next. In time for next week. But uh, I, I will say, uh, Doug, this show really like the music. Uh, the acting surprisingly good for a live right? action YTV show starring a bunch of teenagers. Shockingly good. Oh. All of them, even the side, uh, the the side characters. Yeah, the the uh, supporting the con- cast. That the concept is really, really interesting, right? Like to the point that we're going to keep watching the show. Yeah, I need to know more about these uh, vampire the masquerade players and their magic familiars. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's been the the first episode of the Laser Comb Podcast. We will be back next week with Metalocalypse. And so now we're going to put, go to the old random number generator. Metalocalypse ran for a total of four seasons and 62 episodes. Mm-hmm. So putting 62 into the random number generator. And we oh, will be watching episode 31. 31. What season is that? Season two, maybe? Uh, list of Metalocalypse episodes. Episode 31 is the 11th episode of season two, Death Race. I remember I that one. I don't remember that one, so this will be, be a treat. I think it's Murderface's birthday? We're like rats in a cage. And what's outside <laughs> of the cage? Douchebags. 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 <laughs> all right all right um best way to support the show is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b where starting at the five dollar and up tier you get access to hours and hours every week of bonus preamble audio where we hash out the details of this show and all of our various other shows and talk about all manner of random things lots of stuff Uh, lots of stuff um 
if you want to sponsor an episode of this show in particular at the $25 tier, you get to pick whatever show you want for us to talk about on a future episode of this podcast. You mm-hmm. also get a bunch of other things like a monthly movie commentary track. You get a t-shirt after three months and you get like everything from like the, the $5 and $10 reward tiers. Yeah. So go check it out. Patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash lasercomb and follow me on Twitter. I am at lasercomb. And I am at Neo, N-E-O underscore Cal, K-A-L. Uh, I think that about does it for this inaugural episode of the Laser Comb Podcast. So, <laughs> it do. It do. It do. Uh, so uh, thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. To, to another dimension.